This is a podcast. It is. Where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. It's job. With each other. Hello, friends, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, or real play as some like to call it, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Yeah, yeah. I'm Paul. I'm your dungeon master. And friend, maybe. Oh. And I'm joined by four guys that I also might be friends with. Wait a minute. No. Hey, guys. It's Jeremy. I play Lorik Darkbolt. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Servants Off the Wall. I'm Alan, and I play Jemalil Karth. You know who it is? I play Kellen. <laughs> but what if they don't know who it is? It's red. It's red. Exactly. It's, it's red. Oh. It's red. Not the Taylor Swift album, but it's <laughs> oh, red. no. <laughs> Winning. Before we do anything else, let me begin. I was saying thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We have had a recent influx of... Followers on Twitter and five-star reviews on iTunes. And just in case you're thinking that your help has gone unappreciated, let me just set you straight here. We appreciate your help. We depreciate your help. Thank help. you. We really appreciate your help. Thank you for loving us, and thank you for being so cool. Hey, some of you guys, I see that you retweet us, you hashtag us multiple times, almost daily. There's a couple of you that have something to say to us and uh, you are the bomb.com we smell what the rock's cooking we smell it and it smells delicious but what the rock's cooking in all serious <laughs> in all seriousness though you guys are great we love you you are great and we do love you and so we will reward you with Dungeons and Dragons this is your reward and we begin by rolling this giant d20 yeah we do that's just an 8 it's an 8 that's good, because you so, almost killed us, and you killed one of been us. Been on a really good streak lately. Had a nat 20, had a 19. There's been someone die on this podcast twice. Same person. <sighs> Last time, the party narrowly escaped the oncoming storm. This evil entity chasing them through Fallen Grove toward the canopy. In their final moments, Charlie agreed to turn back and to sacrifice himself for the good of the party. Leaping toward this hideous, unknowable black creature, it was able to slow it down just enough that our party could break through this defensive force field that had been placed around the canopy. But Charlie did not make it out alive. But just when we thought everything was good, turns out, Lorik let slip that he had tried to cast suggestion on Kellen to force him to have Charlie sacrifice himself. Conflict has been up and down in the group from time to time, mostly between Kellen and Lorik. Hmm. In this moment, things got very bad to the extent that perhaps this was the end of the journey, but luckily they were able to bring themselves together, at least for the final press to the Grove, and they finally reached the canopy. I just want to say one thing. Red, I still love you. As, as a player-to-player... It's been a lot of fun. I'm sorry that our characters. I thought are, we were friends. We definitely are I thought friends. We were friends in real life. We're just players. We are okay. No, well, no, no, whatever. Never just, mind. This, this no, is just good. player on player action. No, players no. going play. Let's continue I mean, on. I mean, as, nope, no. it's too late. Please, you're done, goof. Please. No, I'm just kidding. I love you too, Jeremy. I'm gonna cast Red. suggestion. Red, I love you. <laughs> on the two players. Too, when we last ended, our party managed to make their way up into the canopy, riding this oscillating platform controlled by a number of druids. They arrived up inside the druidic elven city of the canopy. And I say city, it's the closest thing to a city in Fallen Grove. It's the highest populated place in the entirety of the forest. There are shops, there are inns, there are restaurants, there's government. You know, it is a very, very bustling and busy place. Are there hotels and motels? And as you all ascend up through the floor, <laughs> basically, of the street of the canopy, 
your vision is filled with a very wondrous sight. You go from a bright red and orange forest to a city that is built on streets grown from white birch and oak and different types of wood woven together. It would have to be magically. These streets were not paved and they're not carved. They're grown from the branches of these giant trees that grow up out of the forest beneath the canopy. Wow. It is amazing. The buildings are grown into the side of large tree trunks, sort of like what you saw back in the house Nimble, the way that Elamir and Grenuncle had formed their home. You see similar things here. You see ends grown into the side of a tree. Of course, you also see buildings that are formed from these huge leathery leaves. You see all kinds of strange sights. For your first visit to the canopy, you're taken aback by the ingenuity, really, of the way this is built. It, it could never have been designed by any architect in Monumi that you've ever seen. It's majestic. Wow, Jim, have, have you ever seen any place like this? Uh, it, in Venthaven, the, the, the magic flows through the streets and into the lots that lots the lots of streets, but I've never seen anything like the roads are grown from the ground. Yeah, this is all amazing. <clears throat> I'm going to... I'm not going to sleep tonight, guys, because I got so many notes to take, so many drawings, so many. Oh man! Hey, can we just stay here for a while? Hey, do you have a library here? You turn to the dwarven druid Olga. I turn to anyone who looks like they're from here. Well, Olga and the other two are obviously from here. Olga says, "Ah, uh, yes, um, we have libraries here in, in in the canopy. Do you have any hidden knowledge? Anything forbidden? Oh, hidden knowledge, right? Oh, you seek for secrets." Always. Unknown things. <laughs> yes, things that people don't know. Uh, well, mm. I guess if people don't know them, they're probably not in the library, unless it's forgotten knowledge. Sounds a little bit nefarious. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's... Evil, perhaps. It does, doesn't It's it? very farious. It's not nefarious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just getting sure there. There's lots of things that in the libraries here that you wouldn't find the knowledge anywhere except here in the canopy. That's great. Can I check those out? Sure you can. Can I take them with me to the grove? No. What grove? You heading to a grove? So with the tree. The tree grove. A where tree. The Jim. There are, um, we're currently surrounded Jim. by Jim. trees. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The trees Jim. are here. Never mind. Yes. Well, look, this look, is, look, oh, this was, is the grove. This is the yes. fallen grove. It was great to meet you all, but I, I'm going to have to go back downstairs. Um, I need Thank to join you. Quick the sentries. Quick question before sure. you run. Okay. They call this fallen grove. When did it fall and how is it back up? You know what? I'm pretty sure if you go to the library, you could probably find out. Ah, oh, good point. Guys, where's the library? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, all right. Goodbye. No, it was nice to meet you Jim, all. No, Kellen. Likewise. Uh, nice to meet you, Olga. Mr. Dimble. I'm sure I'll see you again. Uh, well, perhaps. Perhaps. Jim, we need your help. You should probably stay with us. We're, what are we doing? <laughs> She's, she leaves. We're not going to the library just yet. We're going to save the tree. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's probably important. The whole point is to save the tree. All right. If y'all are gonna go to the library, no, 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 Kellen. Going to the library, Kellen, we're Kellen. gonna we're gonna follow okay. you to your to your, to the archmage. Servants, you should probably lead some for a while because he's not gonna want to talk to me. All right. So, really got something that I want to do, but I'll just take you there instead. I guess whatever. What would you like to do, Kellen? Kellen, you've been to the canopy a few times. And yes. you're, you're not, like, super well acquainted with the place, but you know that the city, the uh, well, the canopy, is split into four parts. Yes. It's split into four quadrants, basically, okay? And each is kind of separated by the sorts of things that they hold there in that part of town. One part, two parts, four parts, blue parts. The canopy itself is designed in the shape of the symbol of Atonia, right? So that thing I sent you guys that one. The city is split up into three branches, okay? They have elvish names. The first branch is called the Loss, which is leaf. The Loss. You've got the Sulch, which is the root. The Sulch. Ered, which is the seed. Ered. So you can just, in general, refer to them as the leaf, the root, and the seed. And then you also have the circle, which is the Corine, which is the center of Fallen Grove. All the branches flow out from the Corine which is also where Corino Otonia is held, the circle of the Druids, right? The circle of Otonia. And that's also where the Arch Druid lives and stays, in the center of the city. So basically, all roads lead to the circle. So, fellas, instead of relaying all this back to you, just pretend that Kellen said all of that to you. 
Um, the leaf, the seed, and the roots, as well as the circle. What section are we in right now? Right now, you are in the root. The root. Is there a tourism center here? <laughs> no, there's not. Can we get a map? Can, can we get a map? Also, um, sir, uh, sir Vance, I think I think we should just go straight straight for the center. Um, we're we're really in a hurry. I mean, that thing. Ha, have anybody else noticed that? The lizard bats and that thing, and that all happens at night. Or, like, just as night's coming on. Has anybody else noticed that? I have marked many notes regarding this very phenomenon. My theories, and then he natters on and on and on. Uh, Jim, 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 calm calm down. So Jim is broke. Um, Jim? So, Sir Vance, what would you like to do? Well, I will take you to wherever you want to go. We could go to a shop. We could go to the straight to my grandpa if you'd like. But did, did you say there was something you wanted to do before? Yes, but honestly, I can do that later. People are walking by you. Some stop and look. They're a little bit taken aback by Sir Vance staying there decked out in armor. <laughs> Guys looking around wide-eyed, taking it all in. Well, is there a place where we can shop around, possibly? Yeah. And you can do whatever you need to do. You want to shop? Yes. I believe it's in the blank quadrant. Okay. Guys, wait. You're, you're not that familiar with the place. You might need to ask for some help there. The nearest person walking by, I'm going to be like, Excuse me, sir or ma'am, whichever NPC Paul <laughs> wants to pull out. Okay. You see an elven lady walking by. Excuse me, ma'am. Oh, yes. Hello. Um... Uh, so I've only been here a couple of times, but, uh, could you please tell me, uh, where the shops or such would be? In what quadrant? Do you know? Oh, you, you need to be, you need to make your way over to the Las branch. Okay, thank you, thank you. Sure, uh, anytime. What, what sort of shopping are you looking to do? Oh, the last branch, okay. Las. <laughs> No, 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 no. She means the leaf. She means the leaf. Yes, oh. yes, in the common tongue. I thought you yes. said the last That's, one. That is elven for... Sorry. I, no. I should be more hospitable. I'm just kidding. I, I know elvish, guys. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you never know. We don't get many visitors from what seemed the far outside. Oh, yeah. I'm Well, since my mom moved out really far with my dad, it's been a while since I've been here, but, you know... I'm back today okay. with a tour group, apparently. Well, um, I'm, if that's all, I'd, I'd have some errands to run. Uh, Sir Vance. All right, thank you so much. Sure. We really shouldn't waste any time. If not falls Lark. again, what if it breaks the dome? What if it... Nothing's going to happen. We thought that before. Did you see it clearly not make it through? Here's what what's going to happen. They get stronger Here's what's every going time we to see happen. them. We're going to let Kellen go do whatever it is he needs to do while we shop around. There's some things. Maybe we can buy some armor for Guy or something. Some magic weapons. Some magic items. Wait. Some magic items. And. Oh, gosh. Um, I bet oh, boy. I bet there, I bet there really Triggered. is a lot, so, of, a lot of magic items in this area. So now Triggered. what's going to happen is. Jim. Jim, 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 Jim. Kellen. Is going to go do whatever it is that he needs to do. And we're going to ask everyone we pass where the magic items are. You can do that. We're going to need to meet in a specific place. We'll follow you. Yes. Lead us to the stores. And we can meet back in a appointed place. And when you get done, you can tell us how long you're going to be. Whatever it is. Alright, so spin the helicopter blade. Okay, so you all are making your way toward the leaf quadrant, right? Yes. Loss. So, Lork was going to keep an eye out for Saluan. Okay. You would. But otherwise, he's magic items. So there are two paths to where you're headed. One, you can go toward the circle, and then you can just cross around and then go on to the leaf quadrant. Or, there are a series of, they're like bridges that go up and over connecting the different branches. I'm going to take them the path of the bridges. Okay, so you cross the street and you walk along by a few different places. You see a few different inns. You see what look like restaurants and things like that. A living quarters, lots of homes and houses. And, and then you come across a place where the road turns right between 
two buildings and you see a large branch grown bridge that leads up way up and over follow me fellas you guys walk over and walking over you can't see through to the meadow underneath it's completely obstructed by the view of these leaves and so under you it almost looks like a lake of leaves it's just a bowl upside down bowl of leaves and it's very beautiful i mean it's vibrant and alive beautiful you see wildlife moving around squirrels and Foxes and different small sort of critters. Squirrel that foxes. Can, squirrel foxes and different things moving around. Some lizard bats. No, I'm just kidding. No lizard bats. <laughs> and it takes you a little while. I mean, this is a large city. You're walking by lots of people of all different shapes and sizes, crossing over the bridge from the root quadrant over to the leaf. And after a time, you guys finally do cross over onto the wide street of the leaf quadrant. And you can immediately tell that you are in essentially a shopping district. There are shops of all shapes and sizes. There are some, like I said, grown into the trunks of these trees. There are some that are built with these large leaves and different things. Very little looks like it was just straight man-made, like cut out of wood and nailed together. Is this the first time I've ever been shopping? I don't know. In D&D? We've, we've never went shopping before. Yeah. In D&D period? Yeah. This oh. is the first time for me. Definitely the first time in NBH. Oh, well, I mean, you guys are free to shop. Yes. I refuse. You're also free to not shop. I refuse to not shop as well. Uh, Lork ask multiple people. Hey, wh- oh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Gnome? Excuse me? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? You just stop someone walking by or what? Yes. Like awkwardly standing in front of them, blocking their path. Oh, uh, he- he- hello. Oh, it- excuse me. Um, Can you point me to the, the nearest magic item shop? Magic items? <laughs> magic. Magic items. Uh, yeah, you know. What sort of magic items are you looking for? Like an implement, like <laughs> wands or staffs or, you know, I don't know. Oh. Box boats <laughs> or, or geyser pots. Oh, I see. I mean, really, I really anything that's been enchanted to do more than its natural. Uh, well, there are weapon <laughs> shops oh and armor shops and things like that. There's also, like, you ever heard of, like, a pawn shop sort of deal? I don't know. There's a pawn a, there's shop. A, there's an old man. Okay. Old man. There's an old man down on the far reach of, of, of Las, the Las district, like all the way down that way. She says pointing uh-huh. to the left. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The very end there, toward the end of the canopy, where there's the an last old... of the last. Yeah. Yes. That's one way of putting it, I suppose. There's a, an old man who runs a, it's just like a rickety old shop. You can't miss it. it doesn't look like much. So you point the direction? Yes, that way. Oh, Last thank you. Nice ones. talking to you. Uh, sure, have uh, good luck. Lord Bolts. <laughs> Does he dark bolt? No, because it's first thing in the morning. Anyway. Roll credits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because Lark's gone forever. Okay. Uh. So Lark takes off in that direction. I'm going to. Okay. Sounds like a good place. Okay. What's Jim doing? No. Jim is just watching, looking around at all the things and pondering them. <laughs> okay. Pondering them. You see lots of things. From where you're standing, you see a quaint little shop on your left that has these beautiful ordained curtains uh, held open for the doorway, and there's a sign above it that says, I hole. I look in it. Oh, no. When I say eye hole, it's I-H-O-L, eye hole. I go in. Uh, what is, uh, <laughs> Guy's going to follow, I guess, he's just going to follow Servants for the moment. Kellen, what are you doing? I want to go to an armor shop. Okay, well, you can see one from, if you walk just a short ways in the direction that they're going or the other direction? Uh, let's let's go to the direction they're going. Okay. Maybe a little bit closer to them. Okay, you'll walk a short way and you can see a shop off on the right and it, it's built from those large leathery type leaves, and you see just a symbol hung above it that looks like armor. Very, very simple. All right. So you're going to cut in there. In. Okay, you're heading yeah. in there. The others are heading way down to the weird place, and let's see. Uh, you walk inside this this little shop, Jim, and you see a halfling lady on the other side of a small counter. And there are lots of clothes and robes, shirts, 
and just anything you can imagine clothing wise hanging along the walls and there are mannequins that are made from wood and different things and she sees you when you walk in she says oh hello and welcome to the impressive house of linens thank you i feel welcome <laughs> into the impressive house of linens say these mannequins are any of these animated oh well wow. not necessarily okay well what about these clothes? Are what are you any... wearing, Jim? What are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing purple robes of rubiness. Uh, let me let me double check. She walks up and she wearing. says, "Oh, well, that's fine. If that's what you're wearing, that's what you're wearing." Let me make sure it's actually what I'm wearing. Okay. No, I'm wearing leather armor with robes over top. Okay, that's fine. You can have like a leather jerkin underneath your robes. She walks up. Oh, I just simply love the color of these robes you're wearing. Does she like how? What's happening? She walks up and she, she kind of reaches out and touches your sleeve and feels with the material. Oh, what material is this? Oh, careful, careful. That's where I keep oh. my orb. You don't want to touch my orb. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's attuned to me, so. This color is simply divine, my dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I wear it in honor of my patron who has told me in dreams that he adores purple. Oh, your patron. Yes, he, uh... Does he pay for all of your wares, and does he supply you with such beautiful clothes to wear? Indirectly. It's because of him that I have these things. I but see, I I purchased see. them with my own coin. Well, is there something that catches your eye? Uh, I sniff around for magic. Okay, roll me an arcana check. I'll roll you an arcana check. 21. 21? Hmm. You do sense magic. Coming from the back. I can smell some magic in here. Oh, well, you have quite the trained nose, friend. Indeed, oh indeed. I can sniff out magic anywhere, as long as oh, I roll well. Really? I sniff her. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Do you really lean down and sniff her? <laughs> I mean, no, I don't lean down. I just go kind of in her direction. I say, oh, your perfume. That is beyond magic. That is divine. <laughs> Okay, give me wow. a charisma. Give me a charisma check. Charisma? Yeah, give me a charisma check. Just straight charisma. Straight charisma. Yeah. That is a 14. Oh, well, thank you. It, it's it's something new I've been trying out. Is, <laughs> you like it? I do, I do. So you're looking for something of the magic persuasion. Absolutely. I am quite a fan of... Magical linens. Wow. She is a halfling. And I, mean, I should give a little bit of a description of how she looks. She's wearing, she's wearing like jewelry. She's the first person you've seen since you've come into the canopy that looks like she cares about appearances, if that makes sense. Not that everybody else just looks like skanky or anything, you know. They're clean and everything, but everyone seems kind of to dress in simple wares. She is wearing very colorful robes and she's got a, a beautiful belt that has like some diamonds along it and she wears she's got rings on both fingers and she has makeup on and her hair which is brown with a little bit of gray mixed in you can tell she's con she's a little bit of a cougar i guess you could say oh and <laughs> she says if you're looking for something of the magic persuasion i might have something that could uh tickle your fancy just for reference my charisma is 20 Yes, I know. We're all going to die. Very charismatic. Paul's gnome cougar voice is just great. It's the best. <laughs> She's halfling. Halfling, but still. I'll tell you what. What did you say your name was? My name is Jim. Jim Alil. Oh, Jim. Me. Nice to meet you, Jim. Likewise. My name is Gretchen. <laughs> Gretchen. Yes, you can call me Gretchen. I'll call you Gretchen. That dress you're wearing, that is just so fetch. Oh, well. I'm not sure what that means, but thank you. Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you stand right here? I think I have the perfect thing for you. Oh, what is it? I'll be right back. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. She goes to the back. She pulls back a drape, and she goes inside, and you hear some rustling around, digging through some things. Okay, so she comes out, and she has draped over her arm a robe that is a very deep purple. Ooh, that purple. But it has what looked like some silver. It looks like these silvery sequins on it in, in a pattern, sort of. But as she gets it over closer to you, you take a look at it, and those silvery sequins are actually in the shape of eyes. Ooh, is this a robe of seeing? Well, this, my dear, is a robe of eyes. I see the eyes. Yes. Can they see me? 
that's not exactly how it works. Here, why, why don't you just slip this on? Here, slip off that that robe you're currently wearing. You have a fitting room. Oh, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were shy. Here, just slip right behind this little uh, modesty curtain. That's fine. I actually have jerkin on under this. You put this robe on? I put this robe on, the robe of eyes. The moment you put it on, you can feel the magic radiating off of it. My, this feels quite magical. Oh, my dear, it is quite magical indeed. Here, it takes some time to get used to it, but if one actually attunes their senses to this robe, it, well, it makes you much more perceptive. Uh Oh, perception is quite important in my line of business. They say that it can even allow its wearer to see invisible creatures. Ooh, even more valuable then. How, how many monies does this one cost? Oh, that is all the monies. Ooh, I only have some of the monies, but hmm. maybe we can strike a deal? Perhaps. What sort of deal did you have in mind? How much gold do you have, Jim? I, Jim have 140 gp also though you all have a bunch of gold in gems in me gems in me and guy has that how much did y'all get somebody write that down um where do we get this it came from when you all found all the magic and stuff after fighting the 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 yeah basilisk that one five or six hundred gold I wanted to say that each of you wound up with like an extra 150 gold. I want to say it was like 600 gold. But it was in these gems. These very very valuable gems. Okay, let's just go right back into it. Very valuable me? I'm afraid I couldn't let such a beautiful and valuable piece like this go for less than, I don't know, 500 gold pieces? Oh, oh wow. I don't have... Wait, how many do I have? You have like 141 Right, I wasn't sure if there was more because of what you. And then mentioned. we'll say we'll say that you have access to an extra one fifty. Okay, well, I don't have that many gold pieces. I oh, mean, I see. If I could, I would, but I don't. But I know things. All right. I have these notes that I can photocopy. <laughs> You're trying to bargain your knowledge. I'm trying to bargain my knowledge because knowledge is power. Well, knowledge, you're right, knowledge can be quite powerful, but I'm sorry, but I typically tend to work with things of actual monetary value. This is a business. I understand, and businesses must make their gold to stay in the running. So, I could offer you yes, 140 gold pieces. Well, that's quite a bit lower than my asking price. That's how negotiation works. I read about it in the book. You go low, and then you work towards the middle. All right. Well, why don't you make me a persuasion check then, Jim? I will make you a persuasion check then, Jim. So persuasion, yeah, that's a good one. We'll roll this dice. Frick, it's a one. You roll a one? Yep. Oh, boy. Get out. Run. I'm sorry, but I just can't see any way I could settle for less than 500 gold pieces. What about 499? Unless you were able to give me something even more valuable. Well, I know a gnome. Than gold. He's got this bear of infinite meats. I can't actually give you the bear, but when the bear comes back, it's a long story. We can get a lot of bear meat for you. And then he'll, the bear will be fine. It's very humanely crafted bear meat. I'm not interested in bear meat, Jim. And she puts her hand on your shoulder again. And she she kind of signals for you to lean down so she can whisper in your ear. I lean down. And she says, What if I could barter for something more personal? My flesh? I was thinking maybe just a small little piece of your soul. Mm. Mm, my soul see you probably wouldn't want my soul i mean i think it's okay but there's a chance it's tainted by some dark force that i don't understand sell it sell it sell your soul sell Sell your your soul soul. do it (laughs) so explain to me how would you extract the soul would it hurt only just a little 
And once it's gone, what becomes of it? Is it still attached to me? Oh, you keep your soul just fine until such a time as you leave this mortal plane, at which point it would be harvested by some of my benefactors. No, see, I've done the math on that. I've considered it because, like I said, I love knowledge. And I know you can talk to some fiends and they give you knowledge in exchange for your soul, but I'm a half-elf, so I have, what, 300 years-ish on this earth? I don't know. I'm hoping medical magic improves before then and I can get some more years in. But, you know, I I think about it. Who is the longest-lived half-elf in this world? I don't know. You seem to be the one with the knowledge. Well, let's say, you know, know, I I remember reading about a fellow from the old times, you know, about a thousand years ago, he lived to be 600. No, it wasn't even a thousand years ago. It was 10,000 years ago. I'm sorry. Are, are you trying to bore me to death with facts, hoping that eventually I'll just sell it to you for cheaper? Yep. Well, it's worked a couple of times, but no, if no. If you can't pay gold and you're not willing to barter with your soul, I'm afraid there's no business that we can do, unfortunately. Would you take another soul? Wait a minute. Ooh, I know something you might enjoy. And then I'll pull out the black goop. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, no. It's like, I found this sitting outside. Oh, what is this? I think it's a soul. I've never you seen hold one. It up I don't know what it, it looks like. It kind of bubbles around and moves around inside the vial. She says, this looks like no soul. Oh, I thought it was a bad soul. What is it? Do you, do you mind if I look at it? Yes, but again, no deal until we shake on it. And that's the rules. Okay, you hand it to her? I hand it to her. Okay, she takes it and she's looking it over and kind of turning it her hand. And, and she teleports out the room. She's going to roll a check. Oh, that's pretty good. This is interesting. I thought so. I tell you what. 140 gold. Yes. And this. And the robe is yours. Before I give you this, I just want to ask, what is it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure. Well... As part of the deal, again, negotiations and all that, I would... See, I I don't know what this is, and I am not prepared in the near future to discern what it is. I'm afraid in my travels I might lose it, it might fall out of my pocket. So, for this deal, I would like you to guarantee that whenever you find whatever this is and figure it out and decide what it is and determine it, that you will let me know. That I can swing by here later and ask, or you will seek me out. Oh, wow. Well, I can't agree to seeking you out because I have no idea where you'll be, but I promise you, if you come by and see me again, she says, putting her hand on your the back of your arm, they're kind of caressing the back of your arm, she says, she turns her head to the side, she says, I'll be sure to share any information I gain about this substance. Do I believe her? Roll me an insight check. I want to roll you an insight check. Twelve. Twelve total? You have no, you, you feel like she's a lich. Pretty good. You feel like she's not being particularly untruthful. So, uh, what are you going to do with this? I mean, I'm just curious about how one would go about discerning. Oh, well, I'm afraid that um, that's confidential information. I'm not one who likes to share her secrets. You're not going to do anything evil with it, are you? Oh, of course not. Of course not. That's good. That's good. Because evil is not good. Steal a stone out of a tree or anything. Right. Evil is terrible. Do you know anything about big old monsters that chase you into Fallen Grove? What sort of monsters? I I know of a number of monsters. Behemoth-sized monsters with greenish glowing eyes that look like they're made out of that goop? I, I can't say. Are you saying that you stole this from some sort of monster? No, I'm saying that monster just kind of left it, and I took it. Huh. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. It could could have been... How, how large are we talking? I'm talking, you know, the size of... Probably bigger than an elephant. Maybe the size of a sperm whale. Oh, my. That is quite large. Um, I've heard of great worms that were that size. Was it worm-like? No, it was more amorphously dark. Interesting. We're no. darkly amorphous. I haven't decided no. what I'm running in my notes I'm yet. becoming more and more interested in this goop. Um, Which do you prefer? Darkly amorphous, I think, is better. Okay, darkly amorphous. Good, I'll remember that. Uh, do we have a deal, Jim? Do we have a deal? Just, will you promise with Pinky that you won't do nothing bad with it? Oh, sure, sure. Pinky promise, she says, holding out her pinky. 
and so and if by chance I come by and you're not around, where can I find you? Jim, do you want to do business? I shake. <laughs> Thank you. Then it's, I cast magic missile. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. You pay her your your one forty gold. Yep. All right, you give her the gold, you give her the goop, and she says, it was so nice to meet you, Jim, and I have to say, those those robes look quite fetch on you. Oh, finally. Someone else gets it. <laughs> Stop trying to make right, fetch Jim, happen. Add robe of Oz to your uh, inventory. Is that an item that I can search for, or is that just something I top in? It is an item that you can search for. Okay, and I subtract how much gold? All of, basically all your gold. The robe lets you see in all directions. Ooh. You have advantage on perception checks that rely on sight. Wow. You have dark vision out to a range of 120 feet. You can see invisible creatures and objects as well as see into the ethereal plane out to a range of 120 feet. The eyes on the robe can't be closed or averted, although you can close or avert your own eyes. You are never considered to be doing so while wearing this robe. A light spell cast on the robe or a daylight spell cast within five feet of the robe causes you to be blinded for one minute. The end of each of your turns, you can make constitution save with the DCs ending the blindness. There you go. So, Kellen. Yes. You step into an armor shop. I do. What are you what are you looking for here? What are you buying? You step into the shop and there is a there's a gnome standing there on the other side. He he's working a piece of leather in his hands and sewing it together. He looks up, he's got a little beard that comes down to a point. He's black haired and he's got gray peppered into his beard. He says, Hello there, can I do something for you? Hello. So, um, well, as you can see, I my armor is kind of, um, I've kind of picked it apart. Been picking <laughs> at that leather, son. Just a little I have. Bit. Well, it was studded leather. Studded, aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Studded leather. It was studded leather, sir. And um, I just recently found out that I developed uh, druidic powers. And so oh, I was actually looking for a more suitable thing of armor for me. All right, you're looking for some leather armor. Yes. Light. Yes. Okay. Well, what exactly are you looking for? I need help. <laughs> well, I got no uh, doubt in that, but Thank you. Thank you. I that was out of character, but I mean, what do you what do you you just looking for new armor? I was looking for cool magic armor, maybe with oh, like okay. help out abilities or something like that. Cuz Jim got a robe that's pretty cool. <laughs> And I just kind of thought... <laughs> yeah, Jim sure did make a good deal. <laughs> no, yeah, he didn't, but I'm just saying. Look, man, this is kind of just a simple leather shop, to be honest. Don't really deal with a lot of super-duper stuff. Uh, but I, I could definitely make something something way better than what you got there. Okay, well, that's that's just kind of what I, I'm kind of in due for an upgrade. So. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you give me that mess... And leave it with me. Come back sometime tomorrow, and I'll try to have you something better made. All right. Thank you so much. All right. I just stripped down right there in the in the the shop. I put on my wow. regular common clothes. Well, and I hand well, over. I mean, you're just you're just taking off like le- like armor. You've got like a shirt under it, I'm sure. Yeah. And I hand it over to him. I said, "Thank you so much." Um, as far as like a payment, you know, and maybe- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The name the name's Fandle, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, it's What's Kellen. your name? Kellen Dimble. Dimble. Yeah. That sounds kind of familiar. Oh, you pro- you probably know my mom and my grandpa. Uh, my mom's name is Elmer, and my Elmer grandpa's Dimble? name. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't really ring a bell. Well, my grandpa's name is Elvonre Honorius. He just kind of stops what he's doing, looks up at you. Uh, I don't know I'm if I want to do business with a liar, son. What do you mean? My hind leg, your grandpa's the arch druid of Fallen Grove. Well, I mean, if you don't believe me, I just—I guess I'll take my business elsewhere. I'm sorry, you know. I'm just telling the truth. I don't prove it. Prove it. Just leave your armor here. You come back tomorrow. You show me proof that you're the grandson of the arch druid. Well, okay then. All and right. Now, now I got work to do. All right. Thank you so much. I guess I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Where are you headed now? I want to head to their house. Ah, okay. So you're going to have to head back over to the root district. 
All right. But that's, you know, you guys know where you're meeting up? Yes. Okay. You take off heading in that direction? Yes. So, Servants, Lorik. Yeah. And Guy. Yeah. You all are walking along the street. You see lots of people, lots of different shops. You see weapon shops. You see armor places. You see different things and lots of people walking to and fro, doing business. You walk through a district where they're selling foods and different things, like a farmer's market sort of deal. Mm -hmm. After a while, the street starts to narrow, and the shops get slightly more sparse, and it comes to a sort of Mm cul-de-sac at the end, and there is this really rickety-looking old shack that's held up with a couple of branches that are haphazardly grown out of the street over to the left side, and the roof is made up of an assortment of those leathery leaves, but it's just open, no walls or anything. Oh, wow. Uh, Sir Vance, I'm, I, I, I really hope he has something really cool. Yes, hopefully there are some nice things here. Yeah, magic items. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> Come on, let's go. And he, like, takes off. Guy, yeah, we might find you a wand. Oh, well, that'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be really nice if we could find another one like this one. And he holds up the Wand of Wonders. Put that away. Well, don't get your hopes up. Lord goes straight to the door. Okay. Well, there's no door. There's no walls. It's just an open shop, and there are a number of tables set up in it. You ever been in, like, comic shops where it's basically just tables set up with rows and rows of short boxes? It's a hammers. Yep. It's basically that, but there are a random assortment of just things that look mostly like garbage. Is there a shopkeeper? At first glance, no. You don't see anyone. Is there a place that's obviously, like, the main desk? No. Okay. Lork is going to walk in. Uh-huh. He's going to fiddle around with a couple pieces of the whatever's on the table. Okay. And then he's going to use his arcana. I, uh-huh. I want to use my divine sense To see if there's well. anything in particular that jumps out to him. Okay. You want me to roll that? Sure. What is your divine sense going to do for you here, Vince? Any, it's not just people, it's also places and objects. If something okay. has been consecrated or desecrated. Okay. So I rolled a 15 on the dice, so that gives me a 22. Okay. But I'm also kind of looking for things that look like not garbage. Yeah. You, uh, Laura, you can definitely sense some objects of arcane importance in the area. You can't pinpoint it. But you can tell there's definitely some stuff here. So he, wherever he's standing, throw back, throws back his head and goes, Excuse me, is anybody here? In the way back in the back, you hear some rustling around. And it sounds like some stuff being pushed out of the way. And then you spot someone basically sit up that was laying down on the ground under some stuff. Okay. And it's a man. Uh, he-, he sits up and he says, Oh, uh, Hello? Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. Oh, sorry. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Hi. I'm. I'm Welcome. I'm Lorik. Lorik Darkbolt. Uh, Lordric Fartbolt. Yep. That's me. <laughs> Welcome um, to my shop. It's actually pronounced Lorik Darkbolt, but that's okay. Um, Lordric. Lordric Darkbolt. Okay. <laughs> this is an excellent teaching moment, but first I need to know: Do you have any magic items? Welcome to the wondrous emporium of Omen the Wizard. Omen. The, Omen. The Wizard. The Wizard. Omen. Are you the Wizard? Omen. Omen. Are you deaf? It's Omen, <laughs> Lodric. <laughs> That's great. The name's Lork. But by the way. He gets up. He is brushing stuff off of his lap. He rolls over, climbs up off the floor slowly, stands up, cracks his back. And he starts walking towards you with this big old staff. He says, "Is there something I can do for you, gentlemen, today?" Uh, yes, I'm. I'm looking for the most expensive item in your shop. The most expensive item in the shop. Yes, and and then also the can I can I get it arranged? Can I have most expensive in one category, and then rarest in the next category, and then no most powerful magic <laughs> nope. in the last category? <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm sorry. I don't have time for that. How about this? Do you have any How about Do you have anything this? that that does teleportation? Does what? Uh teleportation like uh ma- no. maybe a- <laughs> How about Look, something here, Let me show Give him you a let second me to talk, Lord. 
Let me show you some of the things I have here in the shop. He walks over to a box. He doesn't even look down in it. He just picks it up. He says, look how nice this is. Look at it. Just look. This is karma. <laughs> it, it looks like a box. It's like a like a figurine. Looks like it's been carved, probably by a child. Um, yeah. This item was enchanted, and it was kept by a, one of the greatest warriors in all of Manumi at one time. It was his best friend. <laughs> Is it still enchanted? No. No, it's not. <laughs> what a wonderful piece of history. Because it, it was such a wonderful piece of history. Well, I don't know that you'd want to sell that. What about, uh, do you have anything that is still enchanted? Feel free to look around. Feel free to look around this shop, and if you find something that tickles your fancy, I'll be glad to talk business with you, he says, and he looks like he's nodding off. Um... Welcome, welcome to Owen's oh. Wondrous Emporium Hello, of um, Great Things. Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you a wizard? Olman the Wizard's my name. That's your name? Olman the Wizard. I'm just curious about some of your items here. Do you have anything that's enchanted? Feel free to look around the shop if you find something that seems interesting to you. I'll be glad to sell it at the right price. Lork pulls out... The Wand of Wonders in one hand, and his regular wand in the other hand. One of his eyes open. He's 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 an old man. Uh-huh. Gray-headed beard down to his knees, hunched over a little bit. You pull the wands out, and uh, as he's leaning over, he looks like he's about to fall asleep. His left eye pops open. He looks up at you. He says, is that a Wand of Wonders? I, well... It's a he scuttles over to you really quickly. He gets his face like real close to it. He's, his eyes popping, bulging out of his head a little bit looking at it. He goes, my goodness, I have not seen a wand of wonders in many years. I don't, I don't, I just call it, a, I, I think it's more like a wand that just doesn't cast a spell that you wanted to cast Where sometimes. did you get this? I purchased it in a shop that was slightly more cleaner than your shop. Do, do, would you <laughs> mind if I look at it? I I would. Um, but I I wouldn't mm. mind as much if perhaps you show me something that's this interesting that you have. Okay, okay, hold on. And he, he goes around to the tables. He starts digging around. He's just throwing junk in the floor, dumping boxes out. Guy is standing over in the corner, and he just looks afraid to step around. Like he might step on something sharp or, <laughs> or whatever. Let, let me see here. Roll me a D100, Lark. Oh, heck yeah. All right. That's a 33. A 33? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 3-0-3. You find a figurine that used to be enchanted. <laughs> oh, boy. He goes over to a couple boxes. He starts flipping them out and doing different things, digging around. Where is it? Where is it? I must find it. I'll see. Oh, here it is. Here it is. And he, he digs down to a box, and he pulls out what looks like a stick. Okay. It looks like a, it was just cut off of a tree, a stick. And he walks over and he says, Oh, yes, this right here, this is quite uncommon. Un- uncommon? Yes, it is very, it's a wondrous item, some might say. A, a wondrous item? What, yes, what it is. It, is what is it? Do? Magic. It's magical. It does magic things. Uh, it's magic. Uh huh. Does mad- My boy, it it's a, it will it, uh, you can you can fly with it. Say what? Yes, it will let you fly. Here, don't you don't look like look at it. Oh my, okay. I, I Here, I'll let you see this, and you let me see your wand. Um, can um, surveillance? Mm. We just stand close to him, make sure he doesn't run off with that. Sure, Re- like really close. I draw my sword. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my goodness! It's what a sword! That, that wand's very important to me. Well, um, I'm not going to run away with it. I'm an old man. Okay. Laura lets him look at the wand. Okay, like you hand him gonna, the Wand of Wonders. He, he holds it out in his open hand, and he's still mm-hmm. really like not wanting to like let the guy pick it up. Mm-hmm. Do you take the stick? Yep. You take the stick. Okay. Is you, the stick magic? <laughs> Where's the you, stick? You look at it, and you, you feel it feels weird. It, it, it feels very light, almost hollow. But it's very, very strong, and, and it's 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 a long stick. It's probably three feet long, and I'm you just, go to inspect one end of it, and it actually looks like it looks like it used to have these bristles or something attached to the end of it, but they've been torn out or they've 
something. They were cut off. Like it was a broom or something. Something like that. He uh he takes it and mm-hmm. he he's gonna try to channel some of his magical energy through it and see what happens. Okay. You're just holding it forward? Right now, yes. Nothing nothing happens. Um can That's I... not how it works, boy. Oh how 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 does it work? Straddle it like a horse. Oh okay. And you gotta say the word. What what's the word? <clears throat> Is if it's if it's bud, I, it's I, a flying stick, boy. What do you think the word is? Um, bird. Leviosa. Bird's the word. Oh my goodness! This isn't Harry Potter, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Just... He looks at Sir Vance. Your friend's not very bright, is he? Fly, you fools! <laughs> <laughs> but what's the elvish word for flying? You're a freaking elf. <laughs> you are literally an elf. I'm asking Paul what the elvish word for fly oh, is. I don't know. You can just say I say fly in elvish. Just say fly. Speak fly and enter. You say fly in elvish. Is that what you do? Yes. You say fly in elvish and it begins to hum and then you levitate off the ground. Holy Sir Vance, do you see this? Yes, I see it. Oh, look, he's not a complete idiot. (laughs) That's debatable. Holding the stick, it flies you a few feet off the ground. He says, careful now, that thing will go way up and above the ground if you let it. Um, you mind if I test it out? Sure. Gone. Lord goes up fast. Lord goes up a lot. You go up fast. High up. And, you know, there are lots of trees. Well, not lots of trees, but the large trees that make up Fallen Grove. Their branches come out over the city. And so you have to sort of fly between them and different things and fly around. But you're able to do it pretty easily. Can he break the canopy? The force field? Not the force field. Can he go above the canopy? Yeah. It's just tough. You just kind of have to weave in between branches and leaves. Is it daylight out there? It is. Are there butterflies at the top? <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Of course there are. Are there dark spiders off in the distance? No. He's going to just kind of fly up and just take a look around, and then he's going to go back. You see the forest, and it is like an ocean around you. Once you reach the top of the treetops, it's hard to breathe up there. Wow. It's like a mountain. It's an enormous ocean of trees around you. Lord goes back. He'll go back down with his breath taken. So, as you're coming back down, you approach the shop, and as you're getting close to it, flying down to it, you see everyone, Guy, Sir Vance, and the old man quickly just running as fast as they can out of the shop, and there is this noxious green gas pouring out from under the roof. Oh, my What? And they're just coughing and hacking, and... Guy runs out and then just immediately face plants and rolls on the street a little bit. Somebody's touched something they shouldn't have. Or the old man's been using the wand of wonders. <laughs> you you land and the old oh, man is man. hacking and barfing over to the side and Servance is over there hacking. And you just come running up. Or I should say you come flying up and hop down <laughs> off the stick. I go walking up and go, uh, are you guys okay? The old man was holding the the wand, and suddenly a noxious green cloud of stank came flowing out of it and filled the whole area up. You should be really careful trying to use that wand. The first time I used it, I blew something up. I wasn't trying to use the wand, son. It's faulty, obviously. It just passed a giant cloud of farts on us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, here, let me have it. And he, he takes it from him. He goes, actually, the way you use it is like this. And he, like, acts like he's going to cast something, and he just drops it back in his pocket. It's very dangerous. Probably shouldn't do it here. There's a lot of people. The first time I did I blew something up, and, you know, you got lucky that you're not invisible right now, and no one can see you. How did you like that flying stick, elf? It's pretty good, but it looks like somebody's, like, tore all the, the bristles out of the back of it. And, I mean, I I, I mean, I got to, I, I'm, I'm interested in perhaps purchasing it, but I don't, um, what do you, what do you think you want for it? This wand. You want my wand that's broken? Yes. I don't know if I can do that. Hmm. 
this one is the first magic item I've got the, the whole time. And the point is to get a whole bunch of them so I can give them, I can add them to the collection. <clears throat> well, how about 300 gold pieces? 300 gold pieces. Lord goes to his pocket and starts counting. Okay. And he's counting, 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 counting. Um, what's my total gold again? 241. He gets to about 200. And he goes, how about 200 cash right now? Roll me a persuasion check. Persuasion. With persuasion's a plus one. And that is a 10. So an 11. Hmm. He did not roll well against you. That's good, because I didn't roll well against him. 240. Well, honestly, um, that's really close to, like, my total budget, but I'd like to be able to afford some food and a place to sleep. Uh, 220, call it good, yeah? Roll me again. <laughs> it's a 10. So 11 total. Okay. He got the exact same thing. He got an 11 total so all right 220 220 lork excitedly counts it out and then puts the silver piece on top and goes and uh that's just for uh you know help working out a deal for me sure 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 servant what i have two magic items i cut the broom in half just kidding i remember (laughs) that lork would pee everywhere Sir Vance, for the record, you don't notice anything that seems consecrated. Do I notice anything? Nothing in his shop that seems, like, holy. But I mean, did anything look nice? Like what? Anything. Anything? Armor for a, um, citizen? Armor for a citizen. (laughs) No, you don't really see anything like that in there. Most of what he has are just random trinkets. Scrolls? Scroll. Yeah, you've probably seen a couple of scrolls. Of sending? Of sending? Uh, you can ask him about it. Old man, do you have any scrolls of sending? Looking for a, a sending scroll. Yeah. I probably got something like that around here somewhere. Give it, uh, uh, yeah, I could probably scrounge one up. You think you could scrounge a couple? A couple? Uh, maybe. What, you, uh, you can. Let me see. Let me look around. I used to have some of that. Uh, let me see if I can remember. He goes in there and he starts digging around through some some boxes and things. And While he's digging around, Lorg's going to mm-hmm. get back on the broom and fly around and do like circles around Guy and be like, check this out, Guy. All you got to do is say one magic word and then you can control this broom and you can fly around. Uh, he, he digs around. Uh, I found, it uh, looks like I found about two. I think these are sending scrolls. Are you interested? Are they sending scrolls? Yes. I said they <laughs> I, were sending I, scrolls. I can, can, I, can I see one, please? Can I see one? Sure, sure, sure. He hands them to you? Yeah, Lord checks it out. They are scrolls of sending. Yep. How yeah. much are they? Uh, spell that powerful. Let me see. Probably a hundred apiece. A hundred apiece? Um, I, I, I mean... Servants, hmm. it's it's that's a little expensive. That's what I was thinking. You're gonna try and uh, haggle, but Servants, Sir it's um that's a spell that that I could learn and cast, and like I could write that down, you know, a whole bunch of those in one day. So you you should be able to get it much cheaper. What do you think about twenty five apiece? Sounds like a good place. Twenty-five to... a piece. Good night. For us, level three spell scrolls. I mean, and these these scrolls are kind of a little dirty. They're dirty and kind of musky. They they smell like they've been in the laying in the rain. Roll me. What do you want to roll? Persuasion, intimidation. What are, you, what are you going for here? Old man, you've caused us nothing but trouble. You think you're going to get away with that? For what trouble have I caused? Look at this mess you've caused. You could have it's killed us for all we know. Just a stinky fart. Good That's night, what you think. Son. I'm trying to intimidate him. Okay, roll it. Wow. That's a nine plus... Four. Four. He got a 12. Ooh. 
Look, 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 I don't want any trouble. I just want to make a little money. How about 50 apiece? I'll give you 35 apiece. Uh, all right, all right, all right. 70 gold. Okay. You give him 70 gold? Give him 70 gold. Now, be gone with you. We're getting out of there. Yeah. Okay. You all head back toward the meeting place? I really wanted to get some armor for Guy, but I don't know if that's possible. Well, there's that same armor shop that you saw Kellen go into. Yeah. You can check that out. But this episode's going along in the tooth. Yep. Kind of what I was thinking also. Also, so, the Elvish word for fly in Cinderin is Revia. I think I'm going right. to use Revia. You three head back toward the meeting place. Jim, do you head back toward the meeting place? I head back toward the meeting place. And Kellen goes to take care of some business. But we will have to cover that said business next week. Business. Next week. So, this has been an episode in which our characters trounce around the shops of the canopy. Some new swag. Canopy flying broom. Shopping spree. So, eyeballs. This has been Make Believe Heroes. Thank you for listening and joining us. We hope that you enjoyed it. Had some fun meeting these really weird shop characters that I had to kind of make up on the spot. So there you go. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you've heard, you should leave us a review if you haven't yet on iTunes or whatever podcasting service you use. And you could also do us a big favor. Follow us on Twitter. Help us get the word out. Tell a friend. Retweet us. And of course, if you have any questions or like to interact with us in any way, you can do so on Twitter or you can send us an email to makebelieveheroespodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And lastly, if you like what you've heard, sound effects and music, much of that can be found on battlebards.com. So we hope that you'll come back and join us next week on Make Believe Heroes. Woo-woo. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.